Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor if there's one thing that is confusing about christian culture one thing <laughs> it is our obsession with water and getting dunked and sprinkled by it so we're going to talk about that today <laughs> i'm mark dickey and i'm Bert miller this is the why do christians podcast Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark Dickey. I host the afternoon show on the Bridge Radio Station. My co-host is Pastor Bert Miller from Solid Ground Church. Bert, how are you today? Mark wading in the waters, Dickey. I'm doing great. <laughs> There's something in the water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like before we talk about baptism today, we have to say from the get-go that this is a topic, a concept that has divided churches for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I can guarantee 100% that there will be someone who listens to this who does uh-huh. not agree with what we're sharing about baptism. And I just want you to know from the get-go, it's not our intention to uh, misinform, to say something that you find offensive or doctrinally wrong yeah yeah so we're we're picking kind of an anchor point we're going to try and be as objective as possible and represent uh what different faiths right in in christianity believe about baptism uh but if we miss you specifically uh we apologize and that's sorry not our friend intent. yeah and also i mean like the the hard part is like so maybe we we offend you but also we have viewpoints too so like we'll, we'll try to be as objective as we can hmm but we believe stuff about baptism as well because it's a Christian practice, right? We're right. Christians, yeah. Yeah. So with that said, why do Christians get baptized? Oh, that's easy, man. Because Jesus, Jesus commanded it. Like that's the easy, like in terms of like what it is and, and all this other stuff, we can talk through the different ways that groups uh, agree or disagree on it. But the long and short of it is Christians get baptized because of Jesus. There's a famous passage in Matthew 28 where uh, Jesus, after he's died and risen from the dead, um, he gathers his disciples together, and so it's called the Great Commission. And uh, this is what he says in Matthew eight, or I'm sorry, Matthew twenty-eight, verses nineteen through twenty. He says, "Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age." And this is what we see, like from the jump, Christians baptized right they, they learned that from jesus he himself was baptized um but you know even like the very first christian sermon ever preached like in in on pentecost sunday when the church begins in acts 2 and people ask peter hey what do we need to do um peter tells him in acts 238 he says repent and be baptized mm. every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit we even see ephesians um four verses five and six when paul's talking about the unity of our faith this is what he says he says one lord one faith 
one baptism, Hmm. one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So as long as there has been a Christianity at the command of Jesus, there has been baptism. So there you go. That's why Christians get baptized. If you have questions for the podcast, you can email them. Yeah. So the reason you started with that, yeah, and the reason we even had our our thing at the beginning of the episode, the kind of the disclaimer is, Christians can agree on that. Yeah. Jesus commanded that we get baptized. Yes. There's some kind of caveats and 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 different verses that are taken in different ways uh-huh. that kind of changes what baptism looks like, right? Correct. Yeah. So let's go back to the let's let's try and go back to the beginning. How how did baptism come about? Okay, so that that's a good question like cuz Christians actually well they didn't. Like baptism predates Christianity, right? And so um before Jesus you have this guy named John the Baptist mm-hmm. who was who was the forerunner of Jesus who's baptizing people. Oh yeah, by, by the way, maybe we should just say this. The word baptize it comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse in water. So that's why like mm. the term is like with water is even called baptism. That's where we get that that term from. But before John or before Jesus there was John, but John himself also probably didn't come up with baptism. We could actually trace baptism at least w- within um Judaism to to the Old Testament. Mm. Um but it looked completely different. So you can find ceremonial washings happening and being instructed and commanded in the book of Leviticus. Uh, Leviticus, there we go. Um, like so for instance, in Leviticus 16, verse 4, uh, talking about the priest, it says, He is to put on the sacred linen tunic with linen uh, or linen undergarments next to his body. He is to tie the linen sash around him and put on the linen turban. And listen to this. These are sacred garments, so he must bathe himself with water before he puts them on. This is one of the things that we find as we're going through um, the Old Testament law is that there's a ceremonial washing. Another example, this would be Leviticus eleven thirty two, where it says like you know when some when one of them dies and falls on something, that article, whatever it's used, will be unclean, whether it's made of wood, cloth, hide, or sackcloth. Put it in water; it will be unclean till evening. Then it will be clean. And so we find this idea of washing. We find this with people being unclean. We find it with people converting to Judaism because Gentiles could be part of the Old Testament or the Old Covenant with, with Jewish people. They would just have to follow the law and do uh, things of nature. And it would begin with uh, what was called a mikvah, which is, um, it's just really, really neat. It's a, a mikvah. Well, first of all, the word mikvah is, it's, uh, comes from the Hebrew word for hope. Um, but what it is, is, is a pool of water um, where Jewish people, they would, they would immerse themselves in an act uh, to be given purity. Um, and so, like, in, in order for like, people to enter the temple or to take uh, sacred foods, or again, the big thing is if they were unclean, um, they would be immersed in this water, and this, or they would actually, they, they would immerse themselves in this water, and it was a way of them being clean, which is why when you see John the Baptist showing up, um, what he's doing isn't entirely unheard of, but the way he does it is. And so, John. Um, goes out to the Jordan River, right? And you start to see people who are known to be unclean, um, tax collectors, uh, prostitutes, uh, known sinners, and they're going out to John, and, and John's doing it different, though. They're not cleaning themselves. John's grabbing them and dunking them under the water <laughs> and raising them up. And I think that's kind of significant of the fact that like, if John is the forerunner, if he's preparing people for the arrival of Jesus, and Jesus is the one who will save, it's, it's an act of God, 
then the one who's setting up that idea is the one doing the baptizing. It's not them cleaning themselves. No, someone like bigger than you or beyond you is going to be the one to make you clean. Hmm. And so you've got them going out there into the Jordan River, and he's and he's immersing them. It's also why you find like when the Pharisees go out to John, they're not getting baptized. And the reason is because for them to be out there and to be washed in the water, it would be them acknowledging that they were unclean. Mm. So, you, so you have these people out there, they're going out of repentance and they're like, yeah, I'm not right with God, but I want to be. And John is immersing them with, 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 or in the water. But then you have other people and you start to see this divide take place where those who, who want to rest in their own righteousness are going, mm, no, thank you. But that's, that's where baptism starts mm. in terms of like, like, you know, the, the mikvah and the, uh, the old Testament pools. But then, uh, Jesus adapts it and he identifies it with being part of his people. Yeah, I guess it would have to be pre-Christianity because Jesus gets baptized. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, <laughs> that's why John has such an issue with Jesus being baptized. Remember, this is, in, I, think, I think it's uh, Matthew's version of the gospel where when, when Jesus comes to him, John's like, no, no, I should be baptized by you. Why? Because he knows that Jesus is clean. Mm-hmm. And Jesus goes, no, no, like let it be this way so that we do what God requires. And so he's modeling for us the behavior that we are to um, to partake in. Actually, yeah, that's Matthew 3.15. Yeah, so, I mean, when Jesus gets baptized, there's this whole thing about a dove right. coming down. and right. Like, does that happen to me when no, I get baptized? No, and actually, Jesus' baptism is not the same as Christian baptism. And, okay. and the book of Acts explicitly uh, points that out. There's a, a part where Paul meets some former disciples of John who've been baptized with John's disciples or been baptized in John's baptism. And Paul's like, yeah, that's not what we do now. Now we're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit as Jesus commanded. Um, And so John's baptism was one of repentance to prepare people for for the one who was to come after him, who is Jesus. Um, But that's not the baptism that Christians partake in. That is fascinating. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. That makes sense. Baptized in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus couldn't have been baptized except through the Father, right? Because the Son wasn't, well, well, the Son not, was Jesus. It's not even necessarily through so much as it, I mean, the Father and Spirit are present at Jesus' baptism. That's why you have the dove come oh, down okay. and you have the voice from heaven. But it's a different, uh, it's a different baptism because Jesus, Jesus' earthly ministry is not one where he is receiving salvation. It's one where he is living uh, the life that we've not lived. Mm. And so part of his fulfilling of all righteousness is that baptism. Um, but that's different from from what uh, Christians do. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mark, do you like commercials? I do. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. Well, you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand. A, a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture. Or Wi-Fi. <laughs> Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I, I think that's it. I think we got it. So that's Jesus getting baptized. Mm-hmm. But what happens when when normal people <laughs> get baptized? Yeah. Well, there therein is the disclaimer, right? Like when when we open the show, this is the stuff that Christians disagree on. In terms of like what baptism is, like what's happening, you know, when you're baptized, right? And so yeah. the, there are, and I, I, we talked about this on the uh, the different Christian denominations episode, how there are 
three larger branches of Christianity, um, and then they might you know split into smaller branches. But those three branches are uh, Catholic, Orthodox, and Protestant, right? Um, and so, Catholic and Orthodox Christians they believe that baptism is what's called a sacrament. Um, and what a sacrament is, it's a, a way to convey or give God's grace to a person. It's not that um, it comes from the person's faith. It, it's, it, it's putting on the person uh, an act of God. And so in their viewpoint, baptism, like what it is, since it's a sacrament, is it's, it's, it's placing on the person the action of being like brought into the family of God, receiving the forgiveness and washing of their sins. Um, and so it's, it's imposed upon them, not something that's coming from them. Now, the Protestant viewpoint says, no, 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 baptism, uh, if, if the Protestant group uses the word sacrament, they normally mean it a completely different way. Hmm. Um, so most Protestants are now using the language of ordinance, which like ordinance, uh, ordinance, which is a way of saying ordering, because Jesus ordered that we were baptized. Um, and so they would say it's ordained or uh, set up by Jesus would be an ordinance. And that, so they believe, right, listen, what, what baptism is, is it's an outward expression of an inward faith, meaning okay, like God is saving you on the inside and your baptism on the outside is representing that. Now, in terms of uh, what that looks like when the salvation takes place and, and how the baptism connects with that, again, you're going to have all kinds of different movements who disagree on that. Um, some believe that your salvation begins when you're baptized. There, like there are groups, um, I'm thinking of like the Restoration Movement, Church of Christ, that type of thing. Um, they believe, generally speaking, that um, you know, like God could be wooing you towards salvation, but you are not actually saved until you're baptized. Now, the vast majority of Protestant denominations are going to completely disagree with that. Um, and what they're going to say is, no, 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 like you're saved by grace through faith. It's something the Spirit has already done in you, but when you're baptized, what you're doing is you're enacting on the outside a public confession or acknowledging that Jesus is your Savior. You're identifying yourself with the family of God, but he's already done the saving. This is just you representing that. Hmm. So again, it, like, it really comes down to the group and what they believe about baptism. You said there were three groups. Yeah, so there's Catholic and Orthodox. They believe it's a sacrament. And then there's Protestant, which generally speaking believes it's it's an ordinance. Okay. And then what was the third one? Those are those are the oh, three. Oh, so oh, Catholic oh. and Orthodox. Catholic and, then, yeah. and Orthodox. Yeah. My bad. It's okay. Okay. Before we get too far away from it, I just want to mention you mentioned the Why Do Christians Have Denominations episode. Yeah. And if you're looking for that, who who knows what year it is that you're listening to this <laughs> when <laughs> what how podcasts are consumed it's a time capsule of audio <laughs> um it, that episode originally came out on october 15th 2023 so if you're looking for that episode why do christians have denominations you can find it there yeah so i've known people who you know they were baptized as a baby uh-huh. uh i've known people who got baptized when they were five, six, seven years old. Mm -hmm. People get baptized as adults. Uh -huh. I knew a guy who had been baptized maybe eight or nine times. Uh -huh. um, who, when, like what, <laughs> when, <laughs> who, who is supposed to get baptized? Well, I mean, the short answer is anybody who's a Christian, but in, in terms of what that looks like, again, it's going to depend on the church and movement, right? So, um, it's gonna 
like at, at the root, it's going to come down to what the movement believes baptism is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for instance, like basically, we're saying is it a symbol of covenant or is it a response? Um, so you know, with those who who may, they may say, all right, um, you're not saved unless you're baptized, right? What they're going to say is, listen, you're not in covenant or relationship with God unless you receive. Uh, the mark of that, and what they're going to do is they're going to liken baptism. Usually, they're going to liken it to the Old Testament covenant of circumcision, which was all right. Here's like men had to have this process done in order to be part of the Old Testament covenant. It was a it was a physical thing done, and if they did that, they were in fellowship with God's law, right? Mm. And so they'll take uh, those who who take this viewpoint of like baptism is the, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, beginner or ratifier of the covenant like not not to replace the work of jesus on the cross but say that like this it's just like uh circumcision but but a new version of that for the new testament they'll take like colossians uh 2 verses 11 and 12 where it says uh in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by christ okay verse 12 having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Um, then, so that that's why you you may have groups that are are comfortable baptizing uh, or sprinkling babies uh, or younger children, um, even though the child might not understand what's happening or have given any kind of confession of Jesus because they go listen like no, just in the same way like you know baby boys had this done to them like at eight days old in the, in the old Testament, this is, uh, you know, what's happening to the new Testament believer. And they'll normally, uh, quote something like, uh, Acts 16, where, uh, the Philippian jailer, uh, after he converts, uh, with the miracle with Paul and Barnabas in the prison cell, it says in, in verse 33 of Acts 16, that, uh, he and his household were baptized. And so, and so, you know, proponents of this, like of the sort of covenant view of baptism will say like, look, uh, we're seeing that it's going to his household in the way that um, someone in in the Old Testament would also have their household have this happen uh, across ages. Now, um, my faith tradition and uh, movement is not within that line of thought. Mm. Um, I, I don't agree with it, um, and so like I, I, my my counter to that um, would just be number one, um, and again like. This is a disagreement place. This isn't every Christian is right. in the same place. Okay. Um, my counter to that would be number one, like with the idea of the Philippian jailer in terms of um, this being covenant for his house. I, I see it more as it's not covenant, it's response. It's response to faith. And so, yes, verse 33 says that his household was baptized, but two verses prior in verse 31, when he asks them what uh, he must do to be saved. The response that they give is believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your household. Um, and so I see the application there as his household believed. Like we don't know the ages, we don't know. Mm. Um, and so I, I tend to read that that verse as a the people in his house were making a confession of faith to Christ and so they were baptized in the same way with the Colossians passage. Um, you know, like is it circumcision for the New Testament church or not? Uh, my tradition would say no. Like there are pl- places like Romans uh, two twenty nine, where Paul says, "No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is a circumcision of the heart." So to talk about like, it's, it's an internal thing, and how does that happen? Is, is it by 
by baptism? He says, no, by the Spirit, not written by the code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. In other words, the thing that makes a person right with God and in with God is a work of faith that's done by the Holy Spirit internally. Um, and so my, my tradition is going to look at that and go, look, also we've got you know Acts uh, 10 where you've got Cornelius, the first Gentile convert to Christianity, and he receives the Holy Spirit and, and his household. Um, they are, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're clearly identified as being part of the people of God. And after that happens, Peter goes, can anyone stop them from being baptized? So this is a place of a lot of disagreement. Some go, all right, it's a covenant thing. Others go, um, no, it, it's a representation of, of faith. It's an affirmation of faith. It's a, it's a response mm-hmm. to faith. And so there's disagreement there. I'm glad you brought up the guy and his family getting baptized because I've always kind of wondered about that story. I've always kind of had questions about that. So it's cool that you brought that up. Um, Now, what about people who get baptized a lot? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I it's it's going to depend on what your your church and your faith movement believes about baptism, right? So, for instance, let's say that your church believes in what's called believer's baptism that basically baptism is something that a person after they have placed their faith in jesus they choose to be baptized okay i'll say they did that in adulthood they have a conversion experience in adulthood and this church goes all right we, we practice believer's baptism and the person says well okay but i was baptized as an infant some churches what they're going to say is well that, that baptism doesn't count because it's not actually baptism um and so they might say all right be actually baptized be immersed in water what what have you um, because there are also there are movements that are very they, they can be very strict on that that like no since it's baptizo it means to immerse unless you're immersed it's not real right yeah what's the um what is the logic behind that doesn't count the the thought would be that that baptism because it's um it's an act of of uh, representing faith mm. if, if if the child was sprinkled they didn't have the faith yet they didn't choose exactly okay exactly um that there are others who would say no like like once at, at infancy is enough. Um, one thing I think I, I would say, I mean, it gets so tricky because and then there are, there are some church movements that that believe sincerely that their specific movement is the true church, right? And so, you know, they might even agree with the the practice of baptism from another uh, church movement in the sense of like, yeah, we we think it should be only immersion after uh, you know conversion, but that church isn't the real church, and so. Like you need to be really baptized in ours, and then I, I don't agree with that, but but that can be a thing that's out there as well. Um, you know, w- within my church, I've, I've had folks say to me, you know, like, "I'd like to be baptized," and and okay, well, have you ever been baptized? And we'll talk about that um, because my church just cards on the table. We 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 don't believe in infant baptism. Um, we believe in baptism through immersion after uh, conversion. Um, and I'll have people, well, yeah, you know, I, I was walking with God and I walked away and, and I've decided to, to come back and so I want to be baptized again. And, I, and I've told them just because of what I believe, what our church believes, um, that's, that's not necessary. Um, mm-hmm. There's a reason that I think Ephesians, when it says in Ephesians 4, uh, which we referenced earlier, one faith, one baptism, you only do this once. Um, and, if, and if your thought is, I'm going to get in the water so that I can wash away my sin, well, then you're never getting out of the water. Hmm. Um, and so I, I would say like, no, like your baptism is your confession of faith in Christ. That is, that is valid. That is there if you, if you have given it after conversion. Um, and so, 
But again, that's really going to come down to what the specific movement believes and practices. And so, you know, if a person is saying like, should I be baptized multiple times? It's going to really come down to what your church says. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's, there's no easy answer to that. And maybe you should reach out to your pastor Yeah, and Hey, I listened to this podcast on baptism and I'm questioning whether or not I should get baptized right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for sure. I did it when I was little or I never did it or I was a baby, like little, little, you know, and ask, ask your pastor because they're ultimately, they're the spiritual leader in your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think another thing to do as well um, is Read the Bible. Like, what does the Bible teach about baptism, right? You know, like, we, we we have conjecture, we have ideas, but let's go to the Scriptures. Like, what do the Scriptures say? Um, if, if you're weighing that question, one thing I would say, too, um, would be, if let's, let's say that you're brand new to all forms of Christianity, okay? And you're like, you know what? I was not raised in any church whatsoever, but you know, here I am, and I'm I'm 30 or 40. I've converted, but I've never been baptized. Should I be baptized? Yes, yes, you should. Like, if you believe that Jesus died for your sin and rose from the dead, yes, you should be baptized. Well, but I don't, you know, and I know the pushback is well, Bert, I'm uncomfortable being in front of people, and and what I, I I would just say to you is you're dealing with a direct command of Jesus to the church, which is mm. be baptized, and so. Yeah, I, I understand not wanting to be in front of people, but if your faith in God um, really is, hey, you know what, he comes above all else, then you need to walk in obedience to him and and identify yourself with the church of Jesus that that, ha- that he has set up and has been operating in this fashion for 2,000 years. So I think, I think, you know, nervousness of being in front of folks is never a reason to not be baptized. Mm. And I would also say, um, feeling unworthy is never a reason to not be baptized. Um, that's not to say that you don't have tough conversations of confession or repentance or accountability for sure. But if you're like, man, okay, you know, I, I had a conversation with a guy uh, a little while ago who was like, you know, I, I really want to do this, but I just, you know, like, what if I mess it up? What if I, I don't live it out well enough? Um, and I think it's important to realize that salvation is a gift of God's grace. Um, and so, you know, self-consciousness is not a reason to throw aside um, obedience to Christ. Although maybe it's a good idea for you to have a conversation with your pastor or church leader or, or you know, trusted brother or sister in the Lord about whatever it is that's making you feel that way. Mm. But again, don't, don't let that, that, I would say don't let that rob you of the joy of being baptized. You mentioned the joy of baptism. Yeah. Can you talk more about that? So baptism, ultimately, um, it is a spiritual experience, right? Like one of the things that's happening spiritually when a person is baptized um, is that they are partaking in or reenacting the death and resurrection of Jesus, but in a personal way. So I'm thinking of Romans six verses four and five, where Paul says, uh, we were therefore buried in him talking about Jesus through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father, we too may live a new life. Um, and the, and the idea is, um, when the person goes into the water, it's symbolic of them dying to themselves, dying to the world and, and being apart from Christ. And so, you know, like we'll use being immersed as an example because they, they go under the water and it's them dying and they, and they come up from the water and it's symbolic of them being raised into new life with Christ. And there's a joy in that. Hey, um, this is why Peter 
uh, the Apostle Peter can, in First Peter uh, chapter, I think it's two, um, what he can do is he can appeal to, I'm sorry, it's First Peter three. Um, he can appeal to that, hey, listen, like, like think back to your baptism and like, you know, like for a clean conscience. Like the idea is that like, I can look back to it and go like, man, I know I'm in Christ, not because of this thing I've done, but I remember when God so moved my heart mm-hmm. that he brought me to this place of, of realizing like I've been, I, I've died to me, I've been risen, like raised a new life in Christ. And so there's, there's, there's a joy to that. Mm. I feel that joy. I, whenever there's baptisms at church, yeah. I, I, I always get teary eyed and it's just, it's just such a special time. Absolutely. Um, speaking of special things, uh, is there anything special about like where you get baptized? Because like I've seen, I mean, we live by the beach, like people like go get baptized in the ocean uh-huh. or I hear these songs, like we're, we're going down to the river, you know? <laughs> and like, is there like, is there any significance bes- like to where you get baptized? Dude, I feel like maybe we should develop a sound effect for this episode. Whenever I say it depends on the movement, <laughs> um, because there are some, they're going to say like, no, you need to be baptized. Uh, in a church because the water is consecrated and and uh, it's it's a holy water that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are others who are going to say no. It doesn't really matter where, it matters just that you do it. Mm. Um, and then there's going to be disagreement about like, okay, what does that look like? Should it be a sprinkling with water? Should it be a person being dunked? Um, it's going to come down to uh, what the church that you're part of believes. Uh, yeah, mine is such. No, we we don't think the water is magic or anything like that. We think. Not, not not to be dismissive towards anybody who thinks, you know, like, no, I, I believe there's a consecrating to it. That's just not my theological tradition. Like, we would just say, no, like, okay. like it's not that it's not a holy moment. It is. But what makes it holy is the activity of God, not the uh, the place of baptism. And, and I'd probably look at John's baptizing in, in the Jordan River or baptism in the Book of Acts, where they don't have church buildings like that yet. Like, they just tend to baptize. Oh, here's, here's a little body of water over here. Let's baptize them. Hey, there's yeah. there's a creek. Let's Let's baptize them there. It's not that it, it's not the the water itself. I I've always been taught that it's more about the people who are seeing it happen. Like it's a an outward expression of an inward faith. I've heard it said. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it, it can again. That's going to depend on who who's doing yeah. the believing and the, and the talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, some people they could even liken baptism kind of like um wedding vows, where mm-hmm. you know like. You get married, but you're doing that in front of your family and friends. Yeah, they like to show, hey, this is this is what I'm doing in life, and hmm. in that way, like baptism can be public. Um, there are others who would say, like, no, the eyes that need to be on you ultimately are those of God. They might cite um, in the Book of Acts Philip's baptizing of the Ethiopian eunuch, where, as far as we know, there there aren't anyone else around for that. Um, it's gonna just depend on yeah. on the church. Have you ever heard of someone baptizing themselves? I feel like I have. Um, I would not recommend it. <laughs> no, but in truth, I mean, it'd be one thing if, hey, you know what? Let's say you're on a desert island, and there are there are no other people there, and a Bible fell out of the sky, and this podcast, and this <laughs> podcast somehow on this island you have great Wi-Fi, but not the ability to reach out to civilization. Like we're like off chance. Could you baptize yourself? I guess. So you're saying there's a chance. That's right. But (laughs) baptism from the jump has been a communal corporate thing. Mm, Yeah. Um, To the point where um, I think we need to remember, like one thing that can can happen is 
like we've seen an, an, a neat shift in the way that many of us think about spirituality uh, within the last couple hundred years, where there's been an, there's been an emphasis on personal relationship with God through revivalism, great awakenings, that type of thing, um, and that's good. I think people should have a personal relationship with God, but sometimes people maybe take that to the the means of not understanding that they still need to be part of community mm. and that there's a reason that Jesus designed the church as a group thing there's a reason that Jesus in the gospel of John says like he like of all the things he could pray for the church he prays may they be one father as you and I are one or we can think of the book of Hebrews where it says do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing um, faith is designed to be experienced in community and mm. so if you're operating in a place of, well, I'm not going to be baptized anyone else but myself, I don't know you, but I would instantly think you've probably got some pride going on and maybe some distrust, <laughs> um, which nothing but being part of a, a church community may heal because baptism, we just don't see practiced that way in the New Testament. Cool. It was, yeah, it was just a random question. Sure. I was like, wait a second. Sure. How, how many people do need to be there? But cool. Okay. That makes sense. So I feel like that is a nice broad stroke across the spectrum of baptism. I hope so. And again, I'm, I'm sorry if, if we've offended or not represented your movement well enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we are thankful that you've listened to this episode. And if you haven't been baptized, we, we encourage you to, to go. Yeah. Go talk to uh, leadership at your church and ask them how you can get baptized if you've not been baptized. And um, if you have questions for us for a future episode, or if you'd like us to clear something up, you can absolutely send us your questions to podcast at wearethebridge.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>